You are listening to the Balkan Bread Podcast. This is a podcast created to connect to Yaspora worldwide by sharing each other's stories. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of the Balkan Bread podcast. My name's Amina and thank you guys so much for being here. So I think this is the first episode that I've recorded in quite some time where it's just me and I'm just by myself. Um, We've had some incredible guests on the last few episodes and before we get into today's episode just a quick couple of announcements to go over so the first thing is that we are having a meetup in detroit on friday so this friday in detroit at punch bowl from 6 to 9 p.m definitely come out to that this is the very first meetup that we're doing it was extremely last minute and super random we asked you guys if you were interested in just like meeting each other and getting together and a lot of people really wanted that to happen so we will be there definitely come out it's completely free by the way um since it is last minute we're not able to buy anyone drinks or food or anything like that but definitely come out punch bowl has like bowling and different video like arcade games and stuff like that so that's going to be super fun on saturday so march 2nd we will be in toronto for the day so if anyone lives in toronto or has any recommendations on things to do places to go definitely let us know um you can just dm us on instagram We'd love to hear from you guys, or even if you just want to, like, meet up for a coffee or something, definitely let us know. So anyway, for today's episode, I was inspired by a text message that I got on Monday night, and so I was getting ready to go to bed. It was an extremely long day. It's been a really long week already, and I got a text from my friend Amela, and I love her so much. She is just been so supportive ever since the beginning with Balkan Bread and I opened it and it was a picture of her parents wearing two of the coordinate sweatshirts and it's literally so adorable. Um, I ended up posting it on our Instagram account yesterday but just seeing that picture and just getting that after having like not that it was a bad day at all it was just very long was amazing and incredible And I was just so happy just because these are the types of moments where I'm reminded that, you know, what I'm doing is important and it really all goes back to the why and this is exactly like why I'm doing Balkan Bread and, you know, why this exists. So anyway, I was looking at that picture and then after I posted it, we also posted on our story and I asked you guys to basically send in anything that your parents have done for you and you know anything that you're grateful for basically which I think the overarching theme was you know leaving everything behind to start over and have a new life in the United States or whatever um, country you're now living in so that was really cool hope you guys enjoyed that or are enjoying it if it's still up but 
Anyway, that kind of inspired today's episode, so as you can see by the title, this is going to be dedicated to our parents, and I just kind of want to zero in on gratitude and, you know, talk about some things that, like, my parents have done for me and just, yeah, basically talk about why our parents are so awesome, and I think as diaspora, we have this really close bond, and it's it's so different from, you know, your friend who's, you know, both their parents are, like, from Alabama or something. Like, it's totally different, such a different relationship, and yeah, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit more, and for all of the parents that might be listening to this, hello. Um, If you don't know, Balkan Bread is a clothing line dedicated to preserving the Balkan culture among the diaspora, and it's really turned into a community of like-minded individuals that, you know, appreciate all the different nationalities in the Balkans, and on our website, you can find a ton of stories from the diaspora and just things that we've all been through, and, you know, we're working on getting more stories up, but anyway, this episode is for you guys, so stay tuned to just hear some different things that have come to mind, you know, throughout my life and the relationship that I have with my parents. So, so the first thing that I thought of when I was trying to think of things that I could talk about on this episode was an article that I wrote about three years ago. I can't believe it's already been three years. So this article was published on February 1st of 2016 and at the time I was a sophomore in college and I had just started writing for this online platform called Odyssey, which if you guys have been following like my personal account and things like that, and you might already kind of know what this is, but Odyssey is a content creation platform for millennials. And basically I wanted to be a content creator for this and you can write about pretty much whatever you want um, that's pertaining to your identity and things like that. So for, I think it was my first, my first or second article, that I wrote was titled, My Parents Were Refugees, The Struggles of a First-Generation American. And in that article, I basically outlined everything from, you know, my parents' journey coming from Bosnia to the United States, and then also what it was like growing up as a first-gen kid, because it's a completely different experience than, you know, someone who isn't first-gen, and I think that's something that we can all relate to but um yeah this was the first time that I really I guess put myself out there and it's not that people didn't know I was Bosnian or things like that like everyone knew and you know they knew that I had this like tight-knit sense of my culture but this was really the first time that I was sharing that story and you know just telling everyone hey this is who I am this is what my parents went through and yeah so really cool thing I'm really proud of you know writing that like even looking back at it today it's really cool to see like how my writing has progressed but also just the things that I touched on and the things that I talked about you know it's crazy to think everything that our parents went through you know and to where it's led us today so yeah I remember writing that and then I didn't tell my parents that I was writing it, or I may have mentioned it, but I didn't really give a whole lot of detail and things like that, and so I remember 
I sent the article to my dad and I was just like, hey, like, here's this thing I wrote, you know, if you want to read it, cool, if not, no big deal kind of thing. And of course, he's going to read it. And I remember I was at work later on that day and I got a message back from him and he's like, hey, Matzo, like, I just read your article, you know, this is incredible. Like, this is so great. I mean, just the way that you worded everything and talked about our journey and things like that is you know awesome and they were both really proud of it and just like wow I can't believe you know just to have your kid do that like I would hope that you know one day my children would do the same for me um doesn't have to be writing an article necessarily but you know just honoring things that your parents have went through um so I can kind of summarize the article for you guys and I'll link it with this episode but Essentially, my parents are from Stolets in Bosnia and Herzegovina, and before the war broke out, my parents had been dating for about a year and a half, so not very long. Um, You know, they were forced out of their houses. A lot of them in my family were put in concentration camps, you know, that whole story. And eventually, my dad was in the Bosnian army and communicating back and forth with my mom by writing letters, um, which were delivered by the Red Cross. So my mom still has the letters, and they're essentially like love letters, but also just like letters to, you know, check in with the person and make sure they're okay. And eventually, that's how my parents were able to leave um, through an opportunity with the Red Cross. So they came to Seattle, Washington on August 8th of 1994 and yeah, had nothing with them except for, um, I don't know if you guys remember the IOM bags that they give like all refugees and my mom still has a bag too. Um, but that was li- literally all they had, like nothing. And another thing I wrote in here was that everything was strikingly foreign. The sandwich bread at supermarkets that tasted sweet, the English language that made no sense, and the strangers that smiled on the street because those are very American things that, you know, we're just not used to. And I think the first meal that my parents ate when they came to the U.S., I believe they, um, people, whoever was helping them, I forget what those people are called that are designated, um, per like each refugee, uh, they took them to go try, I think, Asian food, and I don't know if it was like Thai food or Japanese or what exactly, but <laughs> everything was so sweet, and I love Asian food like to this day, but everything tasted sweet, and you know, coming from that Bosnian culture and our type of food, everything's salty. Like we don't have that sweet and sour or, you know, sweet and salty type of thing with food. And so my dad kept trying to salt the food, just like, oh my gosh. I mean, they were starving, of course, but just like, it just like tasted kind of weird and they couldn't figure out why until um, they were told that that's how it was supposed to taste. So that's pretty funny. And there's all kinds of other experiences, um, just things to get used to within the United States. So anyway, um, yeah, so August 8th, 1994, and then August 8th, 1996, I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. So I was born exactly two years later, like to the very day, which is really crazy when I think about it. Um, Definitely don't think that's just a coincidence, but um, yeah, so at this point, I just kind of went to, went into my experiences and things like that and, you know, having a Bosnian name and 
always getting so many questions from classmates and teachers like oh how do you spell your name where are you from and to one point I think this was in first or second grade and everyone would like pronounce my name like wrong and I just finally like had enough and I was like no this is how you pronounce my name and I literally made an effort to make sure that people pronounce my name right and it's really funny because this even like this follows me around and I think it's something that follows all of us around but my college graduation I was so paranoid that they were going to pronounce my name wrong because they gave us our little um, commencement cards and it had your number on it and your name and what I should have done is like written out the pronunciation on the card or something but we didn't have any formal type of practice or anything like that and so I you know I'm turning to all of my foreign friends and I'm like how are they going to pronounce our names like I'm really terrified and I even asked one of the um, people that was like helping with the graduation and they're like oh no don't worry like our um commencement reader whatever is very good with names but I was like I don't know are you sure about that like I don't know and so it was day of graduation and I remember I'm standing in line I'm about to walk across the stage and the girl in front of me she like leans over to the uh, speaker and she like from what I could get she was telling him how to pronounce her name and I was like oh my god that's a genius idea so (laughs) that's exactly what I did um I like handed over my card and I just said like it's Amina Pelja Amina Pelja like please do not mess this up (laughs) like because you literally work so hard for four years and then it's like those three seconds of you know whatever fame that you get walking across the stage the last thing that you want is people to mess up your name at least for me maybe some other people wouldn't care but for me that was like such a big thing so definitely something still follows me around and you learn to like laugh at it and you know like I've been called so many different things and it really really doesn't bother me anymore at all but I just think for important moments you know it would be it would be essential for them to say it right so I don't really need to justify that but I just thought it was a funny story so Anyway, um, so yeah, that's my kind of basis of the article. And another thing that I talked about was feeling this need to always like work twice as hard as my peers because, you know, I wanted to make my parents proud and I wanted to show them that, you know, they didn't come here for nothing and things like that. And it wasn't so much a pressure that was put on me by my parents, but more so just this like internal like obligation that I had. Like, I had to prove myself and I had to prove something um which isn't always a bad thing because I've found that you know a lot of first generation Americans are twice as hardworking as their peers and they are the ones that are being successful and you know accomplishing so many incredible things so not necessarily a bad thing I just think it's something that kind of lives within you and it always it's always going to follow you around. I don't think it's something that you can necessarily shake, but at the same time, you like have to cut yourself some slack and know that you are working hard and you are, you know, your parents are proud of you in that sense. So yeah, that was something that I faced. And then obviously being caught in between these two cultures and just like, I just never knew exactly 
which one to quote unquote choose and you know as you grow up you start to realize you can't really choose one like there are certain things about me that are you know very American and then there are some American things that I just do not understand at all so definitely think that's something you know we can all relate to as diaspora but yeah and my parents taught me to just be appreciative of other cultures and be respectful of you know learning about different people and where they come from and their stories and things like that is so important and when you're younger you feel this need to kind of fit in with everyone else and you know wear the same clothes that everyone else is wearing or talk a certain way or maybe even Americanify your name that's that's totally not a word but like I guess Americanize your name um which I'm so glad that I didn't do uh and thing that my parents were like considering I guess when they gave me my name was well you know we want something that's like kind of easy to pronounce but is also like very Bosnian so Amina was the closest thing and I am so glad that they did not name me like Emma or something. No offense to any Emmas out there, but I'm just really, really thankful that, you know, that's my name and I can tell people like, hey, this is my name. Like, no, my name is not Emma. I've been called that so many times, but anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, so that's the main thing, you know, just being kind of caught in between these two cultures and eventually learning to appreciate that you have both in your life and that is something to be thankful for. And one of the things that my mom always told me, especially when I would feel like out of place and just like not really sure of who I was, was, you know, well, why would you want to be like everyone else anyway? Like that's kind of boring and, you know, you want to be different. You want to be unique because those are the things that are going to make you stand out and make you successful in whatever you do, you know, and I think that's very, very true, especially with this business and where it's, you know, grown and things like that. So one of the best things that my mom taught me for sure and it's something that we all kind of start to realize as we get older, but definitely not something to worry about or be ashamed of. Um, If anyone listening to this has ever felt confused um, or even, I don't know, ashamed or just like kind of embarrassed to, I guess, talk about where they come from and what their parents maybe went through, like, please don't feel that way because people are so intrigued by those kinds of stories. And I cannot tell you how many times, you know, you meet someone and you're like, oh, hey, like, you're you're Bosnian? Oh, that's so cool. Like, tell me more about that. And you end up talking about, you know, the entire history of, you know, Bosnia and Herzegovina or insert whatever country you're from there. And it literally is the longest conversation ever. So it's like you're telling your story, but you're like giving this history lesson. So anyway, that's one of the things my mom taught me that was just has kind of always stuck in my brain. And then Um, my dad was always around whenever like I mean they were both always around but I remember one specific occurrence like when I was in high school I really wanted to join the high school tennis team at a point like that was you know how you have different interests and you just kind of like go in between things and then find out like okay that's not for me but I had played tennis throughout like middle school like that time and I would always play it like during the summertime and 
yeah, I wasn't necessarily the best player, but I definitely wasn't like the worst player. Like I knew what I was doing and things like that. And so I knew one of the girls that had been on the tennis team before. And so I practiced with her a little bit and ended up going to the tryouts and oh my god, I was just not cut out for this. I was like, okay, maybe I haven't, I'm not as good as I thought I was. I don't know. And it just, the girls were so advanced and I was just not there like at all. So I felt super embarrassed and just like, oh my god, like why did I even show up to this thing? Like this is terrible, (laughs) that type of thing. And so my dad had ended up like driving me there and like waiting for me to finish and things like that. And so finally was over and I just knew that I had not made the team like they weren't going to I don't know if they announced it that day or how it worked but I just knew like yeah this isn't gonna happen basically and so I walked away feeling you know like so defeated and just like a failure and this was one of my first like big I guess like failure moments where I was just like wow this really sucks I can't believe this I let everyone down like (laughs) this is so funny like telling this story because I oh my I was so dramatic and just like oh my gosh I have failed like oh my gosh I have let everyone down like this is crazy and it just goes to show like part of it was my personality but just part of it is also the fact that I didn't want to let my parents down and even though this isn't a big deal looking back at it, but um, I walked off and I just felt so defeated and just like embarrassed and you know, I get in the car and my dad's like, yeah, hey, like how'd it go? And I'm like, that was awful. And I just started like bawling (laughs) and he's like, why are you crying? Like, what's wrong? Like what happened? And I'm like, nothing. It just, I just like, I suck. (laughs) Like (laughs) this did not go well at all. And he's like, well, that's okay. Like, you know, it's not a big deal. And he's like, do you feel like you did your best? And I was like, well, yeah, I I think so, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And he's like, well, you gave it your best shot. And hey, if you know, they don't want you on the team or whatever then so be it like what's the big deal he he was very just like calm about the whole thing and just like you know it's not a big deal like you went out there you gave it your all you know what is there to be like upset about and you know of course I'm like oh I just I just feel like you know I let myself down and whatever just like all this stuff and he's like oh my gosh you know you didn't let anybody down like don't worry and all that kind of stuff, and so it's just, it's super funny to look back at that, but, um, anyway, he was like, well, do you want it? let's go get, like, some food, and, you know, <laughs> and it ended up being fine, like, everything was fine, but anyway, being exposed to, like, failing, and then just having someone to pick you back up, and be like, you know what, it doesn't matter, you're still great, is <laughs> the best thing ever, so, definitely something that like I'm super thankful for and something that has gotten me just like through so many different experiences and different things like that so yeah um wow that was just like major flashback lots lots of emotions but um yeah anyway what else what else can I talk about here let me take a sip of my water and then I'll move into like the next thing so I talked a lot about my parents and just gave you guys you know some examples and things like that but I also want to take a moment on this episode I can't just ignore the fact that there are people out there who aren't lucky enough to have both of their parents in their lives right now so 
whether it be because of, you know, divorce, separation, or, you know, death, or whatever other circumstance, you know, they're just not there, and that is upsetting, and it sucks, but it's something that I have to acknowledge because, you know, I know that not everybody is going to have, and at the end of the day, it's such a thing where it's like, okay, eventually, like, they're not going to be around, and it's something that everyone doesn't want to think about, and we end up just, like, taking them for granted and taking certain things for granted, and that's definitely not what you want to do. So, for those of you who, you know, don't have both of your parents in the picture, or, you know, maybe you have a stepdad or a stepmom or things like that, and, it's totally okay. Like, you should never feel like that's, um, anything was, like, anything that had happened with, you know, between your parents or however things went down. I'm, I'm kind of generalizing this a lot here, but you can kind of apply it to whatever your situation may be. Never feel like anything that had happened was your fault and never blame yourself for, whatever happened, you know, why they might not be there, um, you know, just because they're not there doesn't make you any less of a person, it doesn't mean that you aren't lovable and you aren't worthy of, you know, having that parent in your life, because you definitely are, it could just be something that they're having to go through in their type of personality, and it really sucks because you're like, oh my gosh, you know, if let's just, I don't know, I'm just throwing examples out there, but let's just say, like, maybe your dad wasn't the best person and did some things that, you know, you probably wouldn't have done or, you know, things that he regretted and you were like, oh my god, that, like, my biggest fear is, like, I don't want to be like that at all and you don't have to be. I mean, that is just something that, you know, he had to go through and unfortunately you had to maybe be witness and kind of see those things and it really sucks and I know, there's people out there who, you know, have gone through so many things just in relation to their parents. So I just don't want to like leave that out of the episode because I feel like that would be ignoring, um, a lot of people and it wouldn't be fair, um, at all. And for those of you who are new here and haven't listened to the podcast before, or just like don't know anything about this, Um, So I lost my dad last May and it was completely unexpected, just one of those things where your whole world stops and you just like don't know what to do and it's really crazy. I actually want to pull up, let me see if I can find it. Um, My friend Manella sent me this article last night and it was just super eye-opening. It kind of relates to what I'm (laughs) going to talk about here, but... Um, I was talking about grief. I know you guys are probably like, oh my god, can you not talk about death anymore? Like, seriously, Amina. But um, this is a really good example, and I do want to share it for anyone who has lost a parent, just because I think it's really cool. I'll see if I can put the link to this, but um, this is what the article says, and it's uh, titled, Every- Everyone Around You is Grieving. Go easy. So, here we go. The day my father died, I was at the grocery store buying bananas. I remember thinking to myself, this is insane. Your dad just died. Why the hell are you buying bananas? But we needed bananas. We'd be waking up for breakfast tomorrow morning and there wouldn't be any bananas. So there I was. And lots of other stuff still needed doing too. So over the coming days, I would navigate parking lots, wait in restaurant lines, and sit on park benches, pushing back tears, fighting to stay upright, and in general, always being seconds from a total blubbering, room-clearing freak-out. 
I wanted to wear a sign that said, I just lost my dad, please go easy. And it's a really long article, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. We'd be here forever. But the important thing to remember is that every single person that you come in contact with, it doesn't matter, you know, who it is, where they are, whatever. It could be the person, you know, working security at the airport or the person um, that's the cashier at the grocery store. Like, it literally does not matter. Everyone around you is going through something and you have to remember that you are not the only person who is dealing with this. Um, You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be just because your parent passed away. It can be so many things, you know, a woman who had just divorced, you know, her husband or people that are, you know, it's the day that their daughter passed away or I don't know, just things like that. People are going through so much and the reason that I wanted to highlight this is because I want to build like this brand and I hope that we've succeeded thus far building this brand on vulnerability and also gratitude because being grateful for things and just being kind to everyone will get you so far because we are all made up of stories you know going back to who we are as diaspora and if we can go just the extra mile to be kind and be nice to other people then that is exactly what is going to make someone's day or change someone's life you will never know the impact that some one little thing that you say to someone it could be a complete stranger. You will never know how much of an impact you've had on their life, which is crazy to me. Absolutely insane because I know there's people out there who are listening to this and, you know, maybe they don't feel like whatever messaging us and saying, oh my gosh, you know, I love your stuff and I love what you're doing. And I love receiving those messages, of course. And, you know, our DMs are exploding with things like that. But at the same time, like, if you don't feel like doing that, that's that's completely okay. I just want you to know that, you know, we are here for you. And, yeah, I don't know where the heck I was going with that. But, anyway, if you're listening to this, I really hope you can relate it. And I really hope that the brand that we've built, you know, has kind of had that overarching message. And you haven't felt super... I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm like losing my train of thought. So we're just going to move on here. But I'll see if I can link that article there. Um, Just something that I wanted to go over in this episode because I think it's super important. And yeah, I think it comes to a point where you want to be grateful and then you want to also give back to your parents, which as you get older is probably something that you're going to think about a whole lot more. You know, for a lot of us, our parents had to work two or three jobs just to, you know, make sure that we were happy and we had, you know, what we wanted. And as a kid, you don't really realize those things. But, you know, when you grow older and you start to hear these stories from your parents, you start to appreciate those things a whole lot more. And, you know, that was exactly the case with me. I was like, wow, my parents have done so much for me. And I could sit on here and, you know, go over 
come up with a list of things that they've done, but this episode would be like, I don't know, over eight hours long or something. So I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah, for those of you who are lucky to have your both parents uh, in your life, um, don't take it for granted just because, and I know that sounds like a very like cliche thing to say, like, oh, don't take, you know, what you have for granted and you don't know what you have until it's gone. But like, that is so true 100% because you can be going about your day and you know not really thinking too much you know oh yeah of course I love my parents you know whatever but um what if they're not there like when you wake up tomorrow like just just think about that for a second and let that sink in or you know maybe yeah of course like if you're not living with your parents but you know what if you try and call them the next day and you know they don't pick up and then later on you get that phone call and you realize that you know hey they're not here anymore like what would you do like just think about that and I know that's such a deep kind of like okay I mean nobody wants to think about these things like why the hell are you you know even saying this but I'm saying it because I certainly wish I had done it like before everything that happened because it was so much like that I never like no one ever saw my dad's like death coming at all and I'm not saying like it's any easier if, you know, it's something that you can kind of anticipate and prepare for. It's definitely not. It's going to be hard either way, but it never, like, occurred to me that night. Like, the last, you know, thing that I said to my dad, I think, was like, hey, yeah, I'll see you in the morning or something. Like, that would be the last thing I would say to him. I mean, that's pretty crazy, right? So, anyway, I don't want to get into... Um, what do you say, depressing on this episode or anything like that, but I just want to make you guys realize that, you know, your parents are so important, and you definitely want to cherish all of those moments that you have with them, because you just never know, you really don't know, so please be grateful, please be nice to your parents, I mean, if one thing pisses me off more is when I see um, other people, not necessarily diaspora, because I feel like all diaspora are pretty respectful towards our parents, but you know, people of whatever, other nationalities, um, and just, I worked in retail for a long time, and so we'd always have, um, families come in, or, like, a mom and a daughter, whatever, you know, kids with their moms, and the way some of these kids talk to their parents, oh my god, like, I, I, if I had said some of those things, I don't know where the heck I would be, honestly, like, it was absolutely absurd, just, like, how rude and disrespectful some people are to their parents, I literally don't understand, like, maybe your parents, obviously didn't go through, you know, what our parents had to go through, but they still went through something, and you should still be nice to them, like, I just, I just don't understand that, but, um, anyway, that's, that's one way to piss me off, and I think you can tell so much about a person by the way that they treat their parents, too, so, going back into dating, definitely look at that, look at how, you know, this person that you're interested in is treating, their parents and also other people like complete strangers but especially their parents it will tell you so much about that person like kid you not so anyway if you are listening to this and you're feeling like oh my gosh I need to go give my mom a hug right now then definitely go do that um after this episode what I want you guys to do is get the link for it and send it to your parents one or the other whomever just send it to them and have them listen to this and you know 
show them that you are grateful for them. I think they'll definitely appreciate this episode. If you're really feeling it, you can even get them a little piece of home. All of our sweatshirts are extremely popular with parents, so definitely look into that, especially if one of them has like a birthday coming up. It's a great gift right here. So send the episode to your parents. Let me know what they say and what they think. You can DM us on Instagram. It's at Balkan Bread. And if you are close enough to your parents, like physical distance close, go give them a hug and tell them how much you love them after listening to this podcast episode. Um, And that is it for this episode. A little bit shorter than normal, but I hope you guys gain something from it and I hope you walk away from this feeling grateful for your parents and just your family in general and things like that. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're interested in being featured on an upcoming podcast episode or you might just have an idea of something we could talk about, you can send an email to hello, just the word hello, at balkanbread.com with the subject line podcast. So once again, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Bye guys.